Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! So welcome to episode 65 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. Todd Widener is here with me today. No Peter Jones, but don't click stop. Keep listening. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> this would be the point that most people would back out. They've already backed out of the episode, so I can they say whatever the fuck I want now. It's, it sucks when he's not here. I know. It sucks when he's not here. But, you know, it is probably, I don't know, 1 a.m. at this point. Right. Peter's, you know, if only we could do this a little bit earlier, but we can't because yeah. wrestling these practice. Years, we'll get our schedules aligned a little better. Hopefully. Right. Maybe in the summertime. Yeah, in the off season. It's wrestling season, man. I don't get home till six o'clock central. So I can't I can't go any earlier. Plus, you got kids, they need to get in bed and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, thanks, Honda. What's that? Yeah, I thought you didn't start drinking yet. I know. I didn't. Okay. I didn't start drinking. Well, thanks to start drinking. <laughs> I need to start. This is all getting cut out. <laughs> My, why? <laughs> it's, it's just it sucks. It's bad podcasting. Don't. Well, it doesn't matter because people have already stopped listening because Peter's not on. Thanks to Rhonda exactly. at Go back to that. Arna Management and Dwight at ddgcustoms.com. As a matter of fact, I need to contact Dwight and see how the shoes are coming. I'm hoping those will be done in the next week or so so I can start putting them all over the Twitters and all over the Facebooks. And he's, stuff. A, he's a cool cat, man. I, I enjoyed hanging out with him. Yeah, I've known Dwight since 1995. So him and I have been friends for a very, very long time. I love him. Good dude. <laughs> when Crosby missed the kick during the game, I like looked down the row. He was already looking at me. And I'm just like <laughs> shaking my head. That's because man listens and he's like, I yeah, he, he knew I was gonna be looking looking that way. He was already looking at me before I even turned my head. It was awesome. We had a good time. I yeah. do appreciate you getting those tickets. Well, on that topic, before we get any further, I do have a bone to pick with you and Peter <laughs> to clarify my kicking. You put on Twitter, which I didn't look, but you put the kick that I squibbed, right? The video? Because that's the only video you took. That's right. Because the other one okay, I couldn't take because I was laughing at you. So, let's be fair and set the record straight here for all the listeners. That was my first kick in the snow. With snow boots on, all those different conditions. And I did it straight on because I thought I'd have a higher success rate. Obviously, I didn't. However, after that, I cranked a couple. Now, <laughs> one of them went off the pole, but hey. Like a Bears kicker. Yeah, or Mason Crosby. I'm 50 years old. <laughs> it would have been good from like 45. Easily. So... Just to set the record straight, 
that was my first kick of the day. No warm up in boots, in a Animal. hunting jacket, 50 years old, ice on the field that I was kicking away with my boot and those poor high school kids that I stole, basically stole their ball from them and just made them hold it for me. That was really embarrassing. I didn't really realize. I kind of got caught up in the moment, I guess. But. I said all these things on the podcast. If you listen, I said you I were did. I listened. I, you I defended you and I apologized to you for laughing at you. Yeah, Those but, things happen. But Go once you put it on Twitter and the only kick you show is the one that, you know, got like two inches off the ground. I mean, come on. That ruins my whole reputation. I easily could have kicked in that game. Easily. All right. I'm glad you got that out because okay, I, feel I want you to set the, set the record straight. I feel better. Good. good. Anyway, I don't remember where we were, but it's episode 65. It's the Mark Tauscher episode. Wisconsin, born and bred, born in Auburndale, Wisconsin. No, born in Marshfield, went to Auburndale High School, wherever the hell that is. Must be near Marshfield in the middle of the state. Wow. High school kid there, went to the University of Wisconsin, was a walk-on, wasn't a scholarship player, ended up starting at Wisconsin with some really good linemen. I think Joe Thomas, that was around that Joe Thomas time, played right tackle for Wisconsin. Seventh-round pick. I don't even have to look these things up. Like He's such a great story. Mark Tauscher was a seventh-round pick of the Packers, played right tackle for the Packers for 10 years. It's one of those stories, right? It's the Jack Heflin story. But Mark Tauscher actually played a lot of snaps for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Really good player. Super Bowl champ. It's easy to pick this one. Now, there was another Packer Hall of Famer from back in like the Wayback Machine, like the 30s, Lon Evans, who also wore the number 65. But other than Mark Tauscher, it's like Ron Hallstrom, Lane Taylor. You know, g- good yeah. players, but not great players. So we'll go with the Mark Tauscher episode. So, little known fact: Mike Mad Dog Douglas wore that number for one year. Isn't that crazy? A linebacker with sixty-five on his back—that's so strange. I wonder if that was. Would that have been Douglas's first year? Seventy-eight. Yeah. So they were just like, "Here you go. This is all we got." Yeah, <laughs> take any number, dickhead. Yeah, I don't care what. <laughs> but I'm a linebacker. Well. I don't look like a guard. And he was a small linebacker. He wasn't like yeah, that was big, undersized. burly dude. Yeah, really strange. I, I don't remember 65 at all. I mean, did he, he no. played as a rookie, but I don't remember him. No. I remember him as 53 all day long. Yeah. Yeah, really strange. Uh, I did thank the sponsors. Thanks to Dwight again and Rhonda. Uh, we appreciate you. You're really going to pay, Rhonda, when we get to the end of this season because we've cost a lot. So every time you hear a quarter hit the swear jar, that is another quarter for quarter for Habitat for Humanity. We've got to be up top. I'm going to guess at least $300 in cusses right around there. Yeah. I wonder if we've surpassed last year already. We probably did. I don't know. I can look back and see because we didn't cuss in the first ones because we weren't ourselves. We were trying to be super professional and stuff. Right. We just yeah, start cussing then until then later on. That shit out the window. Right. <laughs> that like that dropped off pretty quickly. So we saw, I think it was like episode 11 when we started cussing for charity. Somewhere around. Yeah. The Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah. We, yeah. Mike from Tulsa was like, hey, you should cuss for charity. And that was the one he picked. I'm like, no problem. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't cuss. We just started cussing for that. So we never cussed before in our lives. No. Yeah. Hardly. You can find us at AVG Cheese on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can also find us. You can send us an email, avgcheese at gmail.com. And I put it in the episode before the Packers played Minnesota. You can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash avgcheese. You can leave us a voicemail. We will sometimes play those on the show. Bill Doinks from the Bears podcast. And then we also had JB from Blunt Norse Trauma. Leave us messages. And so can you. If you'd like, we'd love to hear from you. I wonder if the reason Peter's not here is because he's actually building the website. Yeah, <laughs> I dropped that on him, didn't I? Here you yeah. go, Peter. That's, that must be it. He's probably just busy. He's working on the website, 1 a.m. She's website, yeah. Mm-hmm. Expect that about January 2022. That's what he wants to do. You know he wants to do that. He needs to stop playing yeah. and get that out there. Peter, get going. <laughs> you got a month. Get that website up and running. All right, so let's talk football. Yeah. This is kind of interesting because we've talked about the Washington footballs a bunch of times and their lack of whatever. They're just, they are a clueless franchise, poorly run. Dan Snyder, with all his billions, for whatever reason, can't win games in Washington. And there always seems to be some kind of controversy. Remember, it was the cheerleader thing. They've also had some racial stuff. And then there was the John Gruden thing. Plus, they just didn't know how to change their name. And Jay Gruden. Oh, and then Jay, right? Indoor football coach Jay Gruden, who also ended up as the coach. I I can't wait to see. John Gruden is going to write a book. But what we're going to talk about, RG3 is going to write a book, or he has a book in place. He has written it. Okay. Tell us a little bit about it, because I don't know a lot about it. I think it's coming out next year. He just, like, did an announcement in the local news here. He was just like they were interviewing him, and it's it's a tell-all book from top to bottom. He, he's just going to let it all out. I bet there's some nervous folks, yeah, who, who've been who've worked for that organization, thinking, "Oh shit, I wonder if my name is going to be mentioned in that book." But it's supposed to be a tell-all of everything. He talked also about like not only the racial stuff and the all the sexual uh, abuse and and everything like that, and. Um, but he also talked about like how he was mistreated with his injuries and just the mistreatment and just it was just a complete shit show, I guess. So should be interesting though. But it's not due to come out till next year. I do like that he's out there. Robert Griffin III wanted to be an announcer or be in the NFL, or maybe he tried that route and it didn't work. This is. I don't care about my future in the NFL in any form or fashion, because once right. you go down this road, oh, yeah. there's, there's no coming back. No. So this book needs to make him a book. Well, he made enough money probably. Probably. As an NFL player, if he was smart with his money. Plus he was a Heisman trophy winner, wasn't he? Number two pick all overall. I know that. It made me wonder like, why isn't he in the NFL anymore? Well, he was with he was a backup with a bunch of teams, and really the injury wrecked him. Was he MVP one year? I don't know. I know he's a cover of Madden. He was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. 
and a better thrower of the football than Lamar Jackson. Probably not as athletic as Lamar Jackson, but a better quarterback or could have been. He threw a better ball than Lamar Jackson does at this stage of his career. So he's going scorched earth, man. He's burning the bridges. He's going to write a tell-all book. I'm going to buy it just to support him because, yeah, there needs to be more of this stuff. You know there's a lot of stuff that gets bought out in the NFL. I'm surprised Dan Snyder didn't like back a Brinks truck up to Robert Griffin III and say, hey, I'll give you this much money <laughs> to not publish. Just go away. Yeah. Go away. He's a money. billionaire. I mean, yeah. it's what's a what's 50 mil to him? You know? He can at least protect himself from a monetary standpoint, but everybody else that's you know, contributed to, to that whole mess over the years. You know, they're just running and trying to hide under rocks anywhere they can. I mean, ever since the announcement of the book, I mean, the people are just probably fucking scattering. Oh, yeah. So. It's going to be awesome. Because this doesn't happen very often. They don't pull back the curtain in the NFL very often. Usually, no. it kind of just goes away. Small stories go away. The NFL is good at covering their ass. And in this case, they're not going to be able to. So it's going to be awesome. I can't they wait had him on the uh, news here. I was, I guess I never really paid too much attention to him just because, you know, I just didn't. But he's an articulate dude, man. Smart dude. He went to Baylor. I mean, he could sell the book on that, right? Because it's not like, I mean, if he came off, came across as a fucking dumbass, like he can back it up with his intelligence and like how articulate is he is. He is telling a story. It's not some dumb jock trying to catch some money on the backside of his career. This is a guy who wants to tell his story. To me, that's different. He's not just, it's not a money grab. Yeah. And it's not like he's 10, 15, 20 years removed where he's like, he's relevant. Yeah. Trying to get some extra cash. All right. Let's move on to some Green Bay football. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was guess I was thinking, I guess at some point during the Rams game, I was trying to think to myself, who's the front runner right now in the NFL as far as MVP goes? And I just kind of kept kind of drawing a blank. And I'm like, well, I guess Rodgers, right? If not him, I mean, statistic-wise, Brady. And, I mean, there's a few others. But really, I mean, who else is there? I don't know. I, I just kind of started thinking like this is a really good time for Rodgers, you know, to get into the bye week, to get healthy. And if history tells you anything, you know this is on his mind and you know he's going to come after it in the second half. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what happens coming out of the bye week. Honestly, if he could put together however many weeks we got left the last few weeks, he could put together some really solid games. I, I think he's the MVP. While you were talking, I looked up you know, like NFL MVP odds. This is coming from Fox Sports. So this is not Dale. This is Fox Sports. Tom Brady is the favorite at plus 275. Okay. I get that Tom Brady right now, Super Bowl champ, multiple-time MVP, won more rings than everybody in the world, and he's playing well, to be fair. He is the favorite. I will tell you, number two is not Aaron Rodgers. So I know I'm setting you up for... You know, like it's a tough pick. It's another quarterback. Uh, so you start going through the list, right? Mahomes, absolutely the, the not. Dude from uh, Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen is plus four fifty. Then your Aaron Rodgers 
is plus 700. That's as of today, the odds for MVP. I'd take Aaron Rodgers in that plus 700 all day long. Oh, yeah. Because he is going to – the Packers are a good football team, so that helps, right? You have to be playing on a good football team to win the MVP. If you look at the numbers right now, so Brady's numbers are better. 3,400 yards, 30 touchdowns. He's second in the league in yards, first in the league in touchdowns. He has 103.1 quarterback rating. That's Tom Brady, the favorite. Josh Allen – 3,071 yards at sixth in the league. He's got 25 touchdowns that's tied for third. And then he has a 103.1 quarterback rating. So he's tied with Tampa Bay Brady. You go down to Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers has not had a spectacular season by Aaron Rodgers' characteristics. 2,878 yards. He's ninth in the league. Now, he has not thrown the ball anywhere near as much. He's got 23 touchdowns. And he has 105.5 quarterback rating. That is second in the league. Again, if right. I was a betting man, I'm betting Aaron Rodgers all day long. That's not Easily. that's long odds on a guy who's won it last year and is a better player than both the guys ahead of him. Yeah, and I mean, I think Brady's got twice as many picks. Aaron so. Rodgers, I was looking at, I forget what it was today. He, he is on four. pace to throw for over 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, Five interceptions. Brady's got more interceptions than that already. Right. We're in week 12. You know how competitive he is. You, I mean, you know, you know it's on his mind. You know he's going go to go after it. This last game against the Rams, and we'll get into it, but, I mean, there were some ridiculous throws he made in that game. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of them. <laughs> Looked like an MVP. We sure. say this all the time. There are throws that Aaron Rodgers can make and I will say no one else can make those throws. Brady is close. Mahomes has been terrible this year. I mean, yeah. by Patrick Mahomes standards, but he isn't on the same plane right now as Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen is a good player, but he is nowhere near as accurate. He is nowhere near as good a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers when it comes to throwing the football. It's going to come down to how all three of those teams finish all three of those guys' teams finish. That's what it's going to come down to. Aaron Rodgers is right in the conversation. I mean, I'm not a betting man, but I'm starting to think maybe I should put some money on the Aaron Rodgers MVP thing. Let's talk about Packer injuries. So Aaron Rodgers showing his toe like he's... <laughs> I don't. Did you see the picture of that? Yeah. That's so strange. But he's opting out of surgery. Okay. I mean, it's a broken toe. Do you have sur- I guess you'd have surgery on a bo- broken toe. It's his middle toe. Just tape them together. Right. And keep going. Wear a steel toe. I'm sure he has a steel toe on that foot. Yeah, I'm sure he has some some type of protection. Dwight to customize him a shoe. Absolutely. You know they wear those custom (laughs) shoes all the time. I think, yeah. We need to find some dude, some orthopedic Packer player who would wear the DDG custom shoes. That would be sick. Oh, hell yeah. Jair would definitely sport some, guaranteed. That's a great idea. Just get them made, and, and, you know, when the players come out of the stadium, just be like, hey, man, here you go. I love that. Spectacular idea. All those dudes are swag, man. Yeah, they would love that, right? All those dudes. That's got to happen for next year. I'll give them to them in training camp. August, I got nothing to do. 
I'm not working. Yeah, drive up there. Drive up hand there and out. hand them to Jair. Speaking of Jair, is that dude going to play this year? He and Smith, the, the information is just super guarded, as it should be. You don't want to play your hand at where they're at with their injuries or how significant they are. But this bye week is, is perfect, obviously. I believe that he has opted out, at least for the season, out of surgery. You know, the more success he can have this season, obviously he's not going anywhere. The Packers are going to retain him no matter what. The more money he can make, right, the the better he can do this season. So he's got to get himself back on the field. So I think he's going to do whatever he can to get out there. And Z Smith, from what I've seen, they think that Z Smith is ahead of him coming back, which I thought was kind of surprising. But if we can get those two for a run in the playoffs, oh, my gosh. The only thing I've seen for Zadarius Smith is he started a charity and he's been doing charity work. I don't know when those guys are coming back. Now it's a bye week coming up. There's two weeks till the next game, and that's great. And it's the Bears, right, coming out. And we'll talk about that later. But do you need Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari? Do you need them to beat the Bears? Uh, I don't think you do. In Lambeau, too. If you can beat the Rams... With the current roster, I think you can beat the Bears with the current roster. But I, So yeah. I think that it's going to be a while before we see any of those guys is my whole point. Yeah, I guess you don't really need them for the Bears. Not like, if, why, why risk it? Exactly. I mean, the other thing is Devondre Campbell went on the COVID list. He did test positive for COVID because the Packers are on a bye week for next week. Doesn't matter. Ten days from now, he'll be ready to go. He'll be able to play against the Bears. Good to go. Yeah. We've talked enough about vaccinations and immunizations for a lifetime. Yeah. Let's just leave it alone. Let's talk Packers-Rams. Now, Dale, first mistake of his life, was wrong about the outcome of the Packers-Rams. I thought we were going to lose this game. And I was wrong, friends. So I apologize. Really a... I'm going to call it a dominating win because who knows? The Rams have played poorly like three weeks in a row now. So what does it mean? I don't know exactly. Let's talk good, bad, and ugly. Give me some good. Uh, For offense, the biggest standoff from – well, I mean, we've already talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, and I've already mentioned a bunch, but some of the throws were just just incredible throws. There was one to DeGora. It wasn't that significant of a play. It was maybe for like, I think it was like 12 yards or something like that. I was like, no way. Like the way he, it was like a last second as the, as the pocket was collapsing and he flicked it. I was like, man, that is dangerous. And I mean, he threw it. I, I thought there, it didn't even look like he caught it. I was like, did he catch that? Cause it was in such a tight area. I mean, again, it wasn't a significant play, but to me, it just, I was like, holy shit. That was fucking crazy. So I said it on Twitter too that I thought that Aaron threw some balls with some real zip on them. Yeah. You know, he's floated a lot of passes and he touched passes a lot, but I thought he let it rip on a couple. Yeah, he did. And I feel like when he does that and he can throw the touch pass when he can throw it with velocity and throw the touch pass. That's the Aaron Rodgers that is unbelievable. He's unstoppable when he can do that, when he feels comfortable letting it rip. This point in the season, he's getting back into like form. Yeah. Like you can totally tell. Like it's, it's all, 
starting to come together, man. I'm, I can't wait to see the, the rest of it. But moving on from him, I, I just thought this was uh, A.J. Dillon's game. Now, statistically, I didn't think, you know, whatever, he had 20 rushes and maybe 60-some yards. But those yards were so critical in so many critical moments when they needed yards. You give it to A.J. Dillon, he got you the yardage. That pass he caught out in the flat, in the right flat, and that juke move that he put on that DB. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That dude's jockstrap was ripped on that play. And that's a 255-pound man making a move like that yeah and he caught a touchdown pass he ran i think he ran for another he caught one he didn't run for one he didn't run for but he Mm -hmm. caught one there's a lot of chatter about him now you know around the league like aj Dillon is is now a name you know that's talked about when you when you talk about the packers they talk about aj Dillon now and i will go on record right now i was completely fucking wrong about him completely 100 wrong so there you go well, I warmed up to him a little faster than you, but if you go back to episode one, folks, if you've never listened back, <laughs> Dale was very angry about the A.J. Dillon pick Yeah, because it just didn't make sense because I thought he was a straight line mauler like Derrick Henry. But again, Peter and I talked about he's far more versatile than we could all imagine. And we have to at some point, you and me both, apologize to Gutenkraus because he has done a very good job with this roster. I'm just, I can't get over love. So I, he's not going to get an apology from me. We'll talk about it when the season's over. We can argue about the guys that he brought in this year. AJ Dillon, 20 carries for 69 yards. And with the makeshift line that the Packers have had, almost all of those yards were after contact. It lo- wasn't yeah, like was, there yeah. were any open holes. Right. He was amazing in this game. I really thought. And, you know, when you look at the having him, and I think they limited Jones. I, I don't think Jones is 100% to go no. for this game. I think they got him out there, and they were probably like, eh, okay. They they, they kind of saw how the, the the game was going. Dylan was was able to handle the load and, and then the passing attack, right? I mean, so they, they didn't really need Jones. So why, why risk him out there? But. I mean, just having uh, Dylan being able to hand the ball off like that, they just destroyed the Rams' uh, time of possession by, like, I think it was like they had 20 extra minutes. Yeah, it was like almost 40 minutes of possession in this game. But it was crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's all credited to, to Dylan, I think. And, the, and and obviously, you know, the game plan, too. Yes. Uh, how they came into that and, and controlled the clock. I mean, that was a thing of beauty. Yeah, and kudos to Coach LaFleur for sticking with the run when it wasn't really working. You know, there were no big chunk plays. So it's hard when you're just plodding down the field to not want to take some big shots. So I'm excited that Coach LaFleur figured it out. A.J. Dillon's longest run was eight yards. He was basically plodding along three, 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 four, five. That's how the running game went, but they stuck to it. They ran the ball 30 times in this game, 32 if you count the Aaron Rodgers runs, but 30 times with running backs between Dylan and Jones. That touchdown by Rodgers was pretty sick too. Like when he pumped, like pump faked it, but that dude, like, I mean, did you see the lion out of bounds and Rodgers just like didn't even flinch and didn't even get like, 
He didn't, didn't even, even ex- like, acknowledge that he was there. He didn't even acknowledge that dude and just fucking spiked it. I love that. That was awesome. You need to see the. I'll send it to you. There's one. It was like on Reddit or something like that where they. It's awesome. I, I can't even explain it. They like he like helicopters out into outer space. Jalen Ramsey dude. does. He's was that Ramsey? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Damn. Just spectacular. I love what people do. Like, I don't have those kind of skills, so I really appreciate when somebody does something crazy like that. I mean, so, broken toe and all. Right. 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers running to the pylon beating 27-year-old Jalen Ramsey. That's a great play because, you know, the DB doesn't know really what's behind him. And you've got Aaron Rodgers rolling out into the flat like that, and he pump fakes you once. That's it. You don't know. Is, is he throwing at someone behind you? Is he pump faking? Is he going to run at himself? I mean, that's a tough read. Right. It's a tough play for the defensive back, but don't care. Yeah. Touchdown. The offensive line, I don't know if this is going to continue or not, but Aaron Donald got to the point where he was trying to choke slam Royce Newman. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you only followed it on Twitter, Aaron Donald had. Royce Newman by the throat in front of an official. Like was choking him in front of the official. And the official was like, oh, stop that. Stop that. Like, like slapping at his hands. Of course, there was no fucking penalty. Right. Because it's Aaron Donald. But yeah, you know, you're doing a good job. Remember last year? Wasn't it Jenkins basically treated him like a bitch the entire game in the playoffs? And then Donald started like pout and throw a fit. Well, he did it again in this game because Aaron Donald didn't do shit in this game. No, he didn't. He didn't do shit at all. And that's with Yash Nyman, Runyon, Patrick, Newman, and Turner. They played well. I mean, Yash held his own. I mean, that dude is, I think Peter said it in a previous episode, he's always on the, he's like the 54th man, you know, where you don't know what to do with that guy because he's just like right there to make the squad and man, he's, he's actually come in and a few times now. And I mean, I thought he played well in this game. He's not going to be a mauler on run blocking, right? Because he's what? Six, seven, six, eight, 300. Yeah, and six, eight, he's not going to drop his ass in the ground and just plow guys over. I get that, but he has a prototypical, this is what a left tackle should look like body. Yeah. He's enormous. Yeah. And the thing about now, Yash Nyman has clearly played himself onto the roster, regardless of when Bakhtiari and Jenkins come back, because you can't protect him on the practice squad. There is zero chance he lasts more than about 13 seconds on the practice squad. He will get snatched off immediately. There's no way going forward he is on the practice squad. Right. Makes you wonder how they shuffle things when Bakhtiari does come back. Well, I guess there's an open spot now. Since Jenkins, Jenkins will be gone for the year, so he's on oh, IR. So I, I was going to say that bumps Newman back to his practice squad, but I guess it won't. I wonder what happens to Yash Nyman because Bakhtiari isn't going to move inside. Oh, hell no. Right? No. <laughs> the top three left tackles in a game, he's going to no. play left tackle. You can't no. move Billy Turner, right? Because Billy Turner has really been good at right tackle. I think Yash Nyman ends up being a backup again. Yeah. As good as he's played. 
Yeah, he played well in this game. Good for him. I was nervous, but special teams finally got a fumble recovery on the punt coverage. You see that? Barnes. I don't know who knocked it out, but Barnes recovered it. Right. They stood that dude up and they pulled it out. It was like that Clay Matthews play in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It was like a swarm, too. I mean, it was a swarm. Just about every dude on on kick coverage was (laughs) with a Green Bay uniform was around that dude. So, yeah, they popped one out of there finally. Yeah. And we have to, because we don't do this often, we have to give some kudos to your boy EQ St. Brown. For what? What? He's what played he very well on special teams, and he played wow. pretty well in this game offensively. But if we're talking about just special teams, that guy seems to be trying to get near the football. you got to give him some love. He, that's what he's all about, giving love. Is he giving out hugs again? Like it was the other fucking week? <laughs> he played oh, well in this game. You're not going to give him no, any props? Nope. What? Nope. Uh, <laughs> that's wrong. St. Brown's still in my shit house. <laughs> but he, okay. He's got to do more than that to get out. I cannot force you to give him love, but EQ St. Brown did it's have called a return, return on a vet, uh, on investment. He's way behind. That's true. Way behind. He would have to play great the rest of the season, but he played well on special teams, so I'm one giving little, him a little bit of love. One little game on a special teams. Okay, fine. Great. You've been on the team how long? Right. Come on. <laughs> he played. He was fine. He's still in the shit house. All right. That's fair. The bad on offense. What do you think? Well, Cobb fumbled the punt, right? That's special. Team. Mike, whatever the fuck. We're going to cover it right now anyway. <laughs> okay. Why was he back there? Because Rogers fucking sucks. Amari Rogers. Okay. okay but why the fuck was he back there? I, I just don't get it. Who like, else is there to return punts? But what has Amari Rogers done to not be back there? Fumbled punts. Muffed when? What? When did he fumble? Has he fumbled any? Yes. Yes, he has. All right. Maybe. Yes. He, and that whole thing that happened when, uh, what's his name, kicked the punt. Uh, Malik Taylor kicked that punt against Arizona yeah, when he was laying on the ground. He's that a, was also a, a Mari Rogers fuck up in that play too, because he was nowhere near where he should have been. Well, you don't put ancient geriatric cop back there, old ass. Right? Cop. I, don't know. I, I thought that was a poor decision. I just didn't like seeing that, but him back, being back there. I don't think Cobb should be back there. Well, he's back there because he's sure-handed, right? That's the reason. I mean, he wasn't back there to return punts. He was back there to catch it and call he for caught a that thing off head. off its ch- his chest pad. Terrible. I guess Harry Rogers gets the job back, right? I was going to rip on on Crosby. Go ahead. That's the first of. Okay. Well, go ahead. We're already talking about special teams anyway. (laughs) We're doing special teams right now. So all the Packers, like uh, all all the Packer uh, media, you know, all the what is it, Packer Nation, and like some other some other media outlets are all like the headlines are like. Crosby, Crosby has another solid, you know, like has this solid game and everything. I'm thinking to myself, he missed a fucking 42. Are you guys blind? I mean, and and again, I mean, even there wasn't, I think it was the first one he kicked in this game. I mean, that barely got in the left side. It was like by, and whatever, 
it barely got in. When you see, and then you see the Rams kicker kick kick something from the similar distance. I mean, that ball is going high, and in the center, like it's going as high as like the very tip of of the fucking poles. Crosby's is like every time it, it's it takes flight, it's like, uh, oh, okay, okay, it's in. I am nervous every time he lines up to make a kick. It's, it's nine. Like- field goal misses and a PAT miss this year. They're not going to do anything. That's what it comes down to. No. Mason Crosby is your kicker. You're going to ride or die with that guy till the end of the year. I don't know. Like I am not confident anytime he goes to kick the football. I'm just not, I don't know what else to say. I don't know if he's going to make it where last year he lined up and you knew he was going to make it. Now it's like, Yes, or fuck. You know what I mean? Like you don't know. You have yeah. to walk. You could walk away last year. Like I'm going to get a beer while he kicks this thing. Now I should probably just go get a beer so I can come back and not be so stressed out about things. All right. Since so now that we covered the offense and the special teams, let's move on to defense. What was good in this game? Uh, what was it? Douglas's pick six. That was that was pretty sick. That was awesome. He seems to be a dude that's around the ball or knows how to play the ball, unlike my guy. Man, that was nice to see, to see a pick six like that, man. He's come up with some key ones. He sealed the game, you know, with a with a red zone, uh, with an end zone pick and uh, ended a game. And this one scored a touchdown. So, guy's playing out of his mind. He, he had some tough assignments in this game. Don't, don't get me wrong. He had, you know, he had cup and... Van Jefferson, OBJ, yeah. like they, there, they've got some, guys. There, there's some speed out, out there on the Rams side of the football. I thought I thought he played well. And, and, and the, the other standout was, I thought this was Clark's best game of the year. I mean, he, 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 had, he had a couple others this year that were I thought were really good. But I thought that this game in particular, uh, Kenny Clark, was, was really unbelievable. So to just reiterate what you said, Razul Douglas, you now have to figure out what does your defensive backfield look like going forward? At yeah. some point, Alexander is going to come back. It has to be, in my opinion, Alexander Stokes. Razul Douglas has to move to the slot. Yeah. Because you can't rely on King. You don't know what guy you're going to get with King. Shannon Sullivan got smoked in this game. Did. But Razul Douglas has outplayed Kevin King. I would say he's outplayed Eric Stokes, too. But Razul Douglas has to be one of the guys in your defensive backfield all the time or the majority of the time. That guy is playing out of his mind. And that pick six changed the game. Easily. Yeah. And he could have had another in this game. I mean, it literally hit him. It was actually an easier catch than than the other one. He dropped it. I was like, oh. But he makes plays on the ball. And not only does he make plays on the ball, but he makes plays on the ball without interfering. And that right. seems to be a lost art in the NFL. Like they, they feel it's like almost every time a guy knocks a ball away, you wait for the yellow flag to come out. I would say that is not the case with Razul Douglas. He doesn't hook or put his arm around guys. He makes the play. He drives on the ball and makes the play. That guy is, he's been great. This is the craziest thing, and I'm moving on to Kenny Clark, my guy. Kenny Clark had a terrible PFF game. 
as far as PFF scores go, which does not pass the eye test at all. Kenny Clark had two quarterback hits, I want to say, a couple of tackles in this game, a sack maybe. Like I, I can't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he played a really good football game. Yeah. And to say that he didn't, he had, okay, so I got it in front of me now. He had one sack, six tackles, two quarterback hits. How can that be anything other than a very good game for a inside defensive lineman? While getting double teamed almost every Yeah, he gets double teamed on almost every play. That's one of those times you're like, okay, PFF, I don't know where the fuck you're getting your numbers from. Right. But you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hound, if you're listening. We have some folks that interact with us on Twitter. You know, I say every time Kenny Clark does something, the first one or two times I got to say that he wrestled. That's what I do. It's my, it's our thing. So anytime Kenny Clark does something, Kenneth Clark wrestled. I put that out there. Thanks for acknowledging that. We love you for that. But yeah, he had a good game. Chris Barnes had another really yep. nice game. Was, yep. Barnes was nice. Really and good. your boy. What about him? 52, the new 52 is inching closer and closer to 10 sacks, brother. I know. Six and a half sacks as of this game. I know. And dude is really playing well. When he, the strip sack he had, he was getting mugged on that play. He was getting held the entire time and he just drove through that dude to make that play. That was sick. <laughs> if he could just learn to shuck the blocker. Yes, he does that like, arm like under thing, there. and he just rides. He dude just drives and drives and drives. Like, get rid of the fucking guy. Yeah, he does he struggle. Get a that. clear shot on somebody. He, he, he did cause a fumble. I mean, Gary did cause that fumble that Preston Smith recovered. So I guess I'm going to have to eat that piece of paper. I know. I can't wait. I'm not. I was thinking about it tonight. I was like. Three and a half sacks. Oh, and I'm going to. Five games, that's going to happen. I'm going to have to put it on video. Yes, you are, so I can put it on the Twitters. Yeah, fuck, I hope. I wonder how that's going to come out. Jesus Christ. It's going to be excellent, however you do it. I'll fast oh, forward. I put it in the, like, there was like a, a prediction board that I said that he was going to be a bust. So I, yeah. I guess I'll just, I'll just write on a piece of paper that... Rashawn Gary is Rashawn not Gary, a bust. Well, I would say Rashawn Gary is a bust. Because those are those were my words. That's fair. That and then fair. I'd have to eat them. So that's I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> that's gonna happen though. That is I have to do it. I will barring... do it. I will I will do it and I will videotape. videotape. Yes. Can't wait, brother. Can't yeah. wait. All right. So let's more embarrassing videos of me on, on our Twitter page. Kicking footballs into the ground. But this one paper. is this yeah. one's going to be great. It's not going to be embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad he's working out. I'm glad yes. he's going to have 10 sacks. I We're mean, not. It's, the, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a celebration, but I need to reset myself with Rashawn Gary. Yeah. You do. And that's my reset. I'm said I was going to eat my words that he was a bust. He clearly isn't. I was wrong. I will eat my words. I will do another challenge. With another player after this one, but I don't think it's going to involve eating paper because <laughs> this might be the well. I don't if I if I live. I, I mean, I, I might have complications. 
like for meeting an entire eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper oh, tons fuck. i think it should be I'm like gonna, size 72 font so you get a bunch of ink in there too i wonder if i should do like get it wet for, i don't know i gotta figure something out yeah you're gonna have to start why don't you google or find it on oh. youtube how to eat paper successfully it's got chemicals and shit in it and i fucking I, dude, like you haven't eaten a bunch of chemicals in your life if you've been yeah. to burger king or mcdonald's or shit you've eaten a bunch of chemicals so what's the difference you probably had a Mountain Dew today, and who knows what's in Mountain Dew. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> You'll be Fuck. fine. Fuck it. I'll do it. Maybe. I mean, I have to do it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Rashawn Gary will come on the show. Maybe he'll see it on Twitter. We will tag. You can guarantee we will tag Rashawn Gary <laughs> <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> yes. I wonder what sure. game it's going to. I'm going to have to do it like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. After his 10th sack. Yeah, after the 10th sack. Yeah. Oh, let's get on to the bad. So I will talk about the bad. And I will call him our boy because I do think that Eric Stokes is going to be a very good player in this league. The problem that Eric Stokes has, and we've said it before, is one, he doesn't make plays on the ball. He gets he he doesn't cover the ball he covers the man and he's gonna have to figure out okay time for me to make a play and i don't know how good his hands are because he had i thought a certain pick six in this game that he kind of like i don't know what the fuck he was doing honestly he stuck one hand out there to to knock it down where he, all he had to do is put both hands out there and he's gone because no one's catching that dude i wonder if he's afraid to turn his head because I mean, I, I get where, you know, in the NFL, it's it, all it takes is a split second. You turn your head one second too late and a guy's gone. Yeah. And that's it. You're done. You know, I think he's, his safety net is I'll take my chances. I'll play the ball when it arrives. The back of my helmet is to the quarterback and I'll at least make the tackle and he's not going to get behind me. He's got to start to figure out where and when to play that football. I mean, there's situations where it's like, hey, yeah, you know what? It's a tight game. We can't afford this this guy to to get loose on me, right? I got to I got to do the, what's safe for the team. I'll take my chances as long as I'm not getting a PI call. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the player maybe, but he he does it all the time. But you thought he had a bad game? Yes, I think that what you said is. Pretty accurate. I think it's his safety net for right now. He's afraid to get beat on a big play. If I stay with this guy, I can still knock the ball down, but he has missed multiple opportunities to pick balls off. I think this was one of his worst games. I don't know what the PFF scores are, and it doesn't really make any difference. I guess maybe because of the expectations I have of Eric Stokes, and I've seen the things that he can do. And what you said, the athletic skills that he has, the ability that he has, he should be great right now. I can't wait to see uh, Alexander uh, across from him, the two of them playing together. Yeah. Because I think they both kind of have that same kind of attitude. You know, they're, they're both real chippy. They like to get in guys' faces. Maybe not so much with Stokes. because I think he's still holding back a little bit being a rookie, but they're not going to back down. Let's put it that they're not going to get pushed around. Either one of those dudes. And if everybody gets healthy. Look out. Yep. Alexander Stokes. Douglas. Douglas. Wow. 
those three dudes. Amos, and then you, you know, Savage. Who, you got Savage and Amos who have played well too. And if you got a pass rush, which we've had recently, that's a very good defense. And we've only done this podcast for two years, but this would be the first time in a very long time that we've had a very good defense. I thought Amos had a great game in this game, a, by the way. He's a really good player, isn't that he? That fourth and one that he came through the line and stopped, made that hit. That was sick, man. Smart player, instinctive player. Like and you start he, to see things like that. When they sneak him up to the line like that, he's he's super effective. And I said back in the day that he could only play close to the line. Wrong. Totally wrong. Dale was totally wrong on that. He gets it too. That guy is the complete safety. Is he a burner? No. Is he Ed Reed? No. But he just continues to make plays on defense. He's so solid. Yeah. That it allows Savage to be that guy if Savage could ever find a pair of hands to catch footballs with. He's got a couple picks this year. I like Savage. Yeah, he dropped that punt in Minnesota, and I'm never going to be able to. <laughs> not, I can't not see it. He cost us that game, brother. Yeah. I don't think there was any ugly on defense, so let, maybe we should just wrap it up here. All right. So thank you for listening to episode 65, the Mark Tauscher episode of The Average Cheese. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go.